Welcome to Lorica, the podcast of Father Patrick Cardine, pastor of St. Patrick's Orthodox Church in Bealton, Virginia. St. Patrick's is a parish in the Antiochian Orthodox Christian Archdiocese of North America, serving the Western Rite. Father Patrick is also the administrator of the Orthodox West. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Christ is in our midst. The Metropolitan said something last night that had been strongly impressed in my mind these last few days. It's so obvious as to sound a little silly, or I feel a little silly even mentioning it, but it has to do with the way in which all the attention is on Jesus this week. As Sayedna said, we're often thinking about our own repentance, our spiritual growth, our struggles in life. But this week, we turn every thought to Jesus, to his suffering, his death, and ultimately, of course, his resurrection. And we're not just focusing on what he did. We are, in a sense, seeing and experiencing things from his point of view. I think this is incredibly important for us to be aware of. In fact, this is really what we should be doing all the time. This is how our life is actually transformed. It's how we will be saved, to realize that everything is about Jesus, to understand that he is at the center of everything. In a sense, we must be Christified. He became one of us. He took our human life to himself in all of its suffering and difficulty. And it's only when we unite ourselves to that same very real, very concrete human life that he became, it's only when we embrace and live through him that we can be saved. It's not enough for us to live our lives. We must live his life. We must make his life our own. In reality, his life is the only life there really is. It is his obedience. It is his faith. It is his suffering, his death, his victory. His is the only real and true life. Everything else is a mirage. Everything else really leads nowhere. When I say that all of the attention this week is on Jesus, what I mean is we are seeing things, as I said, from his point of view. All of the mass propers, the prayers, the hymns, the passion gospels, the psalms that we chant, all of these things and these prayers uniquely, especially this week, reflect what is going on in Christ, what is going on in his mind during this week, in his soul, in his heart, as he walks through his passion, as he prepares himself to offer himself to the Father on our behalf, as he expresses his deep and eternal trust and love for the Heavenly Father in obedience, obedience, even to death, the death of the cross. 
tenebrae last night was so incredibly powerful and beautiful. We chanted many psalms, psalms written by the prophet David, and yet as we chanted them, especially in this week, more than ever, we become aware that we are not listening to David's voice in these psalms. What we are hearing is we are hearing Jesus Christ crying out through the prophet David, crying out to his heavenly Father. And this whole week, again and again, we hear Christ in his suffering crying out for deliverance. One of the psalms we sang last night was Psalm 69, where we hear Christ say, Save me, O God, for the waters are come into my soul. I sink in deep mire where there is no standing I am come into deep waters where the floods overflow me. I am weary of my crying. My throat is dried. Mine eyes fail while I wait for my God. Again and again this week, we hear this cry of the Savior, of the human Jesus, crying out in his passion. Through the reading of those very long Passion Gospels this week, we are immersed in the pain and in the suffering of our Lord. The betrayal of Judas, the kiss in the garden, the mobs who bind him and lead him away, the betrayal of his closest friends who do not stand by him in his darkest hour, who sleep rather than pray. They do not watch with him. They scatter and flee. With curses, he is denied even by his closest friends. Deny that they even know him. He is put on trial before demons. We think of the mocking and the brutality of the soldiers, the slapping, the spitting, the plucking out of his beard, the flogging, the reed with which he was beat, the purple robe with which he was mocked, the cries of the mob, the wagging of their heads, the curses, the nails, the vinegar and gall, his lanced side, his own people, whom he had made, lovingly made into a nation, whom he had loved and come to save, whom he had given everything and forgiven again and again of their idolatry and harlotry, and here they cry out for his murder, his brutal crucifixion. This, their very loving God, their very creator, the one who had given them their very life and existence, he stands before them condemned. He hangs before them on the cross as they continue to mock and deride him and revel in his pain and his death. All of this we hear from Christ, from Jesus, the Son of Mary, the Son of God. We hear it from his own soul and in his own voice. To fully connect with this, with him, through these prayers, through the hymns, through the psalms, it takes time and it requires endurance. The Passion Gospels are long. Tenebrae is long. I suppose it's all relative. 
If you were on Mount Athos, it wouldn't be so long. Their services run about 12 hours sometimes. But for us, it's long. We're tired and sleepy and hungry. But he says to us, can you not watch with me? Can you not endure some inconvenience to the flesh to gain great rewards in the spirit? Can you not enter into my passion just a little? Standing for half an hour to listen to the Passion Gospels, it's a small embrace of his suffering, but it is an embrace of his suffering. To stay and be attentive to the cry of Jesus in the Psalms at Tenebrae, this too is an embrace of his passion. There is value in long services, in late-night psalmody, in enduring with the body and the mind to embrace his suffering with him, to get inside the soul of Jesus and to hear his voice, and then to pray yourself with his voice, to make his prayer your prayer, to make his cry your own. You see, he made himself a part of our tragic story, and now we must make ourselves a part of his passion if we are going to find our way to his glorious resurrection. He came and he redeemed our suffering, our hopelessness, our boredom, our corrupt and stinking life. He joined himself to it, and so he redeemed it. Our path to the reception and the fullness of that redeemed life, that glorious life. Our path is through the very human life of suffering he lived. We must follow him through the cross to the majesty. There is merit in walking with Christ along the way of the cross. There is merit and we must watch with him. We must go with him to Gethsemane. We must stand at the foot of the cross. We must not run away and scatter. We must behold him there. We must taste the vinegar and gall. We must wear the crown of thorns. We too must cry out that he would give us the grace to be pierced by that same lance to make his story, his passion, our own. This week, we are afforded the great honor of doing this through these services and these prayers, through fasting, through attentiveness, through putting everything else aside, away from us, and giving ourselves wholly to him in this. In this, there is great merit. We do not have much time, like a vapor, and our life is gone. When you come to the end, you will only regret the wasted time in which you did not embrace Christ and his church. Even now, I can say, what troubles me most is that I have not given myself completely to God. I have missed so many opportunities to adore him and to live for him. But today he is here for us. He is here for us to rise up to him and run to him 
in order that we might be saved, to embrace his suffering and his death, that we might also know the power of his resurrection. Now is the time, today is the day of our salvation. St. Paul said that he was determined to know nothing save Jesus Christ and him crucified. We should do the same by crucifying our own flesh with its desires and lusts and by living for him, by offering ourselves to him in adoration, in love, and in sacrifice, even small sacrifice, small and large alike. Everything is precious and holy unto the Savior. Everything that we offer him, even standing for half an hour and listening attentively to the Passion Gospel, this is precious and holy to him. Where do we receive the grace, the power to live in this way? We receive it from his passion. We receive power by uniting ourselves to his passion, to his suffering. And yet, this was so long ago. How do we unite ourselves to his passion? Well, we all know that his sacrifice is present here with us on this very night, just as he is present with us because he has left us a memorial of his passion in this Eucharistic feast. This is how we mystically and sacramentally, through the Holy Spirit, are united to his passion when we adore his broken and glorified body. In the sacrifice of the Mass, we unite ourselves to his sacrifice and we offer ourselves in him to God and we receive him back to ourselves as our deified life. None of this will make any sense to us. We will not get it. We will be oblivious to all of these great and wonderful mysteries if we do not watch with him in Gethsemane, if we do not attentively stand at the foot of the cross and gaze at his pierced side. We adore thee, O Christ, because by thy cross thou hast saved the world. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. You have been listening to Father Patrick Cardine, pastor of St. Patrick's Orthodox Church in Bealton, Virginia. This has been a production of the Orthodox West.